It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are seconds away from hearing the daily Locked On podcast you love, but I'd like to tell you about another podcast I think you'll like. Rejecting the Screen, hosted by NBA experts Noah Kozlov and Adam Stanko, features provocative interviews with NBA stars and unique perspectives from around the game. Subscribe to Rejecting the Screen wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, Hoops Heads. Welcome to Locked On Warriors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's Thursday, February 1st. I'm your host, Aliko Carter. Good show today. No game tonight. The game is tomorrow against the Sacramento Kings. And so we're going to take a look at some set plays that I've been appreciating the Warriors have been running and kind of get in depth in the motions and the actions, etc. Because as much brilliance as the Warriors have on an individual basis, you know, their set plays can be extremely devastating if they work right. Uh, you know, there was a play that I saw uh, in the previous game where Clay Thompson curled around one screen and then curled in the opposite direction around another screen, was able to spring free from two defenders and get an open shot. He didn't end up making the shot, but it led to an offensive rebound and another open shot for Clay. So it was a beautiful set of motions and, and screens that that really opened up the offense and opened up that scoring opportunity. So we're going to look at some situations like that over the last few games in the first segment. In the second segment, it's Throwback Thursday. We're going back in time to the 80s, the era of Sleepy Floyd. We're going to look at his career with the Warriors, including some pyrotechnics from the late 80s that you all definitely either remember or have heard about. And then in the third segment, we're going to go around the NBA. There's a ton of interesting things happening right now um another injury kevin love injured his hand and will be replaced in the all-star game by goran dragic so all is right in the world andre drummond paul george and goran dragic are all going to be in the all-star game everybody's gripes you know they can they can quiet down now because john wall is injured kevin love is injured and of course demarcus cousins went down with that achilles injury so three guys who many felt were deserving are now in it and dragic joins team lebron so these teams have evened out a little bit honestly i mean Team LeBron also did pick up Paul George. That was huge. But with John Wall going out on Team Steph, he picked up a big one in Andre Drummond. Uh, That guy is uh, going to help with the size deficit that we're seeing on Team Steph, and it should make the game a little bit more fun. But let's look at Steph's actual team, the Golden State Warriors, and take a look at some of these set plays that make the offense so hard to guard. One of the things the Warriors like to do with Stephen Curry bringing the ball up is hand off to a big either Draymond Green or Kevin Durant at the top of the key, and Steph cuts toward the basket and gets a screen set by somebody else, usually Zaza Pachulia or Draymond Green, depending on who's at the top of the key. But then he just pops out to the three-point line right above the break, 
and it's an open shot, usually the player guarding him, in this case I'm looking at Kyrie Irving, is getting caught up in the screen. Great screen sets. Uh, screens can be as good as or you know complementary to an assist. And in this case, it was uh, Kevin Durant who found Curry coming up from his initial cut to the basket and Draymond Green who set the great screen on Kyrie Irving. This was about four minutes to go in the first quarter of Boston Golden State on Saturday. Another situation involving Steph happens uh, in an out-of-bounds play. This is uh, from the Knicks game last week, about eight and a half minutes to go. Steph is taking the ball out around the right hash mark and passes it into Kevin Durant, very nonchalantly, actually, with his mouth guard hanging out of his mouth, of course. And Kevin Durant gives it back to Steph as he cuts around on a dribble handoff screen. Steph gets screened again by... Zaza Pachulia with the ball in his hands at the top of the key. Steph turns the corner, comes down, but Zaza has rolled and his man is following Steph. So he's late to recover and Steph finds Zaza uh, for the easy lay-in and one. Now this play is great because it has options. If Kevin Durant sees that his man is closely following Steph, then he can just slip down and get an easy basket or find Zaza rolling to the basket as well. If Steph wants, he has a free lane to the basket and can try to make something happen offensively on his own. If the defense collapses on him and Zaza's not open, he can pass to the weak side and find Klay Thompson open for a three-pointer. So there's a lot of options in this play. And uh, they executed it perfect, perfectly in this in this sequence. I'll take a look at one more play, and this is from the Timberwolves on Thursday. They were making a game out of it. The Warriors were up by six with 4:22 remaining. No double team on Steph bringing the ball up. Jeff Teague is guarding him around the logo, and Draymond Green comes over from the right side to set a screen. And these are very simple actions. He sets the screen, Steph Curry dribbles around, and Draymond rolls. The Timberwolves didn't switch this action, so Jeff Teague is still on Steph. Draymond rolls down to the basket, and he's got Carl Anthony Towns following him. So the defense collapses ever so slightly, and Draymond finds Kevin Durant. The defense can't recover and just a whip pass from Kevin Durant to Klay Thompson for his 11th assist on the night. Klay Thompson right above the break at the three-point line. The defense is still focused on Draymond. Bob Fitzgerald would call it tic-tac-toe, just like boom, boom. Very quick passing, and Klay Thompson is right wide open above the break. Buckets. That was basically the bucket that ended the game, honestly. Uh, and it was because... Draymond had the preternatural ability to find the open guy as the defense was collapsing on him, and he was just a step ahead of the defense. And then Kevin Durant knew Klay Thompson would be open because he had two defenders on him. He had uh, Jamal Crawford and Andrew Wiggins in his general vicinity. Klay Thompson was open. Boom. Done. That's what they've learned how to do, especially in their second season, is just find the open man and see what the defense, you know, when they're one step ahead of the defense, what the defense allows them to get. And that's what I mean when I say options. You know, there's a lot of options on that play. If Draymond is uh, left alone at the top of the key, he can take the three-pointer. If he runs down 
and is uh, able to get a basket, he can do that or find uh, Kevin Durant coming in along the baseline for a basket. Kevin decided not to do that. He stayed in the corner and attracted attention. Clay Thompson's open. And uh, that that that's essentially the Warriors' M.O. when they're running set plays is just to find give up good shots for great shots. And that's what they've been able to do in those three examples I just provided from the last week and a half or so. Now we're going to take a break for sponsors before we move on to Throwback Thursday. Is there anything more craveable than the smell of McDonald's fries? If someone's hiding an order of fries, they're never hiding it well. It takes one whiff to trigger a fry craving that will only be satisfied the McDonald's way. So stand up if you would like to taste the smell of a McDonald's fry right now. Did you just stand? Because if you did, then you earned yourself a trip to the McDonald's drive through for your own steamy carton of crispy golden goodness. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Support for this podcast comes from CDW and Cisco. Modern modernization today has the products you need to modernize your workplace, like Wi-Fi booster crystals. Let their metaphysical powers enhance connectivity and spiritually awaken your Internet of Things. At CDW, we get crystals won't modernize your network. You need Cisco Catalyst access points that are Wi-Fi 6 compatible and can help you improve reliability, increase capacity, and reduce latency. Cisco and IT orchestration by CDW. People who get it. Find out more at cdw.com Cisco. And we're back, and we're going to go back in time to a different time for the Warriors, a time when they were floundering a little bit, kind of under the radar and unable to attract and pay big names. Little known fact about the Warriors, they actually matched the Knicks' offer for free agent Bernard King back in 1983, but uh, they couldn't pay his high salary, so they traded him to the Knicks for Michael Ray Richardson, who then was shipped to New Jersey uh, in favor of Sleepy Floyd. Uh, So that's when they got Sleepy Floyd. They actually were trying to get Bernard King. Uh, Before that, they, you know, were able to acquire some high-scoring players, uh, Purvis Short, uh, Robert Parrish, and uh, Joe Barry Carroll, who they drafted uh, in 1980, I believe. Uh, But they traded Robert Parrish to the Celtics, and that was all she wrote there. Honestly, from about 1978 to 1987, the Warriors definitely, they floundered. Al Adels, who won the championship with the Warriors in 1975, left coaching, and, and a lot of things changed. They made several coaching changes, and uh, there were new owners, Jim Fitzgerald and Dan Finane, and they hired George Carl in 1986 and selected Chris Mullen in the 1985 draft. So that was when things started to turn around a little bit, and then, of course, they're Sleepy Floyd. Carl was able to bring the team back to relevancy, and they played the Los Angeles Lakers in the Western Conference semifinal in 1987. And, uh, you know, Sleepy Floyd made made history. Uh, all-star point guard that year, and stands as, uh, and his second half stands as the NBA record for points scored at 39. Playoff record. And in a quarter, 29 in the fourth quarter, six consecutive field goals in the fourth led to a 51-point finish for him and a win for the Warriors. The Warriors, of course, didn't go on to win that series, but the Sleepy Floyd game was a catalyst for increased interest in the NBA in the Bay Area. 
And Don Nelson came and engineered a, another successful string in the late 80s and early 90s. And we'll get to run TMC in another Throwback Thursday, but I wanted to talk about this team. And, you know, this was when my brother was coming up. This was around this time. And he probably doesn't remember it very well. But yeah, he was born in 1974, so he would have been around 13 when this happened. And, and, and this was the first time, I guess, since the 75 season that the Warriors were really popular and able to be rooted for in the playoffs again. And so um, I'm going to have to ask him about the Sleepy Floyd game and his thoughts on that, because that would have been the first time in his conscious life that uh, he would have you know, seen playoff basketball, a uh, 10-year period, actually, 1978 to 1987. The Warriors didn't make the playoffs. Uh, and so it's kind of like for me when they made the playoffs in 2007, that was really the first conscious time, the time in my conscious life, because Run TMC, I was alive, but I was young. And um, I'm going to take a look at some of these Sleepy Floyd highlights because, uh, you know, reliving that even... 20 years later and I wasn't even alive when it happened, it's still incredible. And one thing you hear immediately is the arena was loud, you know, and I don't know what it was like before they renovated it in 1997, uh, but I've heard stories, you know, very tight, cramped space, um, and, you know, it didn't it didn't fit that many people, um, only about, I think, 15,000 at that time, maybe less, uh, but uh, you could just, you could just hear, you know, when Sleepy Floyd would make a basket, particularly later in the game. It was just loud in there. And one basket he made was, it was almost Curry-esque. He um, uh, got the outlet pass and just pulled up from three, which was uh, something that was, I'm sure, considered a very bad shot back in 1987. But he made it. And then he just went crazy, just attacking the defense from every angle and getting all sorts of layups and dunks at the basket in transition, you know, in the ISO, just attacking really big guys, attacking Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Michael Thompson and Michael Cooper and and just some some very good basketball players and Magic Johnson, uh, who didn't have a good game that game. Interesting fact about this game, the 29 points set the record for most playoff points in a quarter, but just two days before that record was set by Isaiah. Isaiah Thomas with 25 points uh, in his playoff series, and I can't remember who he was playing. Sleepy Floyd, not a big guard, listed at 6'3", and definitely not even Steph's 190. I mean, he's a skinny, he was a skinny guy, uh, but quick, just quick to the basketball. He had a knack for the ball, and uh, in this game, he had his, uh, you know, his Superman game. I mean, the Lakers had won the previous three games and blown them out. And, you know, it was reminiscent of the game in 2007 where the Warriors went down three games to nothing and Baron Davis had his epic dunk over Andre Karolinko. It was kind of like that, where it's just like, okay, we're going to come back. We're going to show them that we're just not going to lose this game. And then we'll lose the we'll lose the fifth game, you know. But uh, respectable gentleman sweep and Sleepy Floyd made history on this night in 1987. At one point, the announcers referred to the team as the little team that could. So definitely some parallels to that 2007 team. Obviously, no parallels to 2017 for All Stars 2018. Excuse me. Happy New Year, y'all. Uh, happy February. Also, Happy Black History Month. 
And uh, happy almost Black Panther time. Very exciting. But anyway, I digress. Uh, the, the Warriors now are the, the Lakers of 1987. And we're excited for all the amazing playoff basketball we know we're going to get this year. But that was 1987, and that was Throwback Thursday. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. I really get into the backstory of whatever I'm pouring. Out of respect, there are literally years of experience behind these bottles. Wild Turkey, same recipe since 1942. If you want a true classic, this is what you want to order. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, America, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. Today, every answer matters more than ever before. Because whether it's about health, deliveries, or finance, some things just can't wait. That's why IBM is helping businesses manage millions of calls, texts, and chats with Watson Assistant. It's conversational AI designed to help your customers find the answers they need faster, no matter the industry. Let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash Watson Assistant to learn more. Hey guys, the big game is here and it's time to cash in big and bet the big game at mybookie.ag. If you haven't checked them out, this is the perfect weekend to get into the action. Have a hunch on who's going to win the coin toss or what color Gatorade the winning coach will be wearing? Log on now, check out the props, and get in on the action. Don't just watch the game. Lay down some money and be a part of it. Join me and thousands of online players and start betting at mybookie.ag. MyBookie is the industry-leading online sportsbook, and its players enjoy the fastest payouts in the business when they win. I would only recommend a service that's been good to me and our listeners. That's why I urge you to make your way to my bookie. You win, they pay, without any hassles. You're wasting your time betting anywhere else. They even have in-game live betting so you can place a bet after kickoff. Join now and score free cash to place your Super Bowl wager on the house. Right now, my bookie is giving away up to $1,000 to every new player. Sign up today to score an instant 50% bonus on your first deposit. That's right. If you join with $100, we'll give you a $150 bankroll to play with. Use promo code LOCKEDON to activate offer. Play, win, get paid. And we're back, and we're going to go around the NBA. It's starting in Cleveland. Kevin Love has a broken hand, as I mentioned earlier. Big blow. Love might be out for two whole months, which would bring him back around the beginning of April. Uh, And this injury came in a loss, a loss to the Detroit Pistons, who are about to become a threat in the Central Division. And you could see the Cavaliers uh, really, I mean, you, you could see them losing the division. The Pacers and Pistons aren't that far behind them, and they're about to fall into fourth place with Miami surging. Uh, in the Eastern Conference. So, you know, two teams in the Atlantic already head and shoulders above them in the wins column. And there, it, it only, you know, it begs the question, what kind of team is this team going to be? Is LeBron going to find another gear? He's shown that he can, but the Cavs have also shown that they can win on the road in the playoffs. So if they slide all the way to, say, you know, fourth, fifth, sixth, you know, maybe even seventh before the end of the season. And this could be a possibility without Kevin Love. You know, are we going to see 
uh, a team that then recharges before the playoffs and just becomes a juggernaut in the low seeds. Uh, and that would be pretty unprecedented. But LeBron's whole career has been unprecedented. So wouldn't be surprised if that's something we do see. Back in All-Star news, they did put some money on it. The NBA announced that the winning team of the All-Star game is going to select a community organization to receive $350,000 from the league. And the losing team will get to uh, give a similar charity $150,000. So that's um, another reason to root for Team Steph. You know he's probably going to choose a charity that will benefit the Bay Area, uh, potentially in addition to others, or maybe his uh, Hoops for Nets charity. Uh, where he donates a bed net for every three-pointer that he makes. But we know that he's got a lot of good charities on his mind. So that it's pretty cool they put some money on it. They're going to be playing for something more than just pride. And playing for pride was good enough, but it's really exciting to see that the NBA is trying to get the All-Star game. To, I mean, because the last few All-Star games have been garbage, let's be honest. Uh, you know, scoring 200 points, allowing 200 points. It's just not a recipe for an entertaining game over 48 minutes. More Cavs news, but this has to do with the Warriors as well. LeBron James, according to Chris Haynes from ESPN, would reportedly consider meeting with the Warriors in the offseason if they were able to create a max salary slot. Um, what? I don't really know why this is even being discussed or considered right now never dismiss anything right that's what uh that's what that's what we say we never thought we were going to get kevin durant but the warriors are in the luxury tax right now and the cap increasing allowed them to get kevin durant um but they had to give up harrison barnes for that and this article on espn suggests that they would put clay thompson and andre Godala together after james opts into his 35 million dollar $35.7 million contract in the last year. I don't know. I don't know if I'd be willing to, to do that. Would you let me know? Uh, hit me up at Koji Tare on Twitter, K-O-G-I-T-A-R-E, or at Locked On Dubs on Twitter. Hit me up via email at Carter 11 at gmail.com. That's A-L-I-K-O Carter 1-1. Do you, think, do you want Le- LeBron James on this team? Would you give up Clay and Andre for LeBron James? I, you know, I just, I don't think I would. I don't think I would. It's funny, though, that he would say, yes, I would go to the Warriors. Uh, LeBron has no shame. He just wants to win. He wants to leave a legacy. And, and of course, that means, you know, potentially coming to Stephen Curry's team, just like, just like Kevin Durant did. But, wow, that would be certainly a lineup. Curry, Draymond, LeBron, wow. I can't even, I, I just, I can't visualize this. Uh, at all it's it just it's it's odd to me like see I visualized Kevin Durant on our team uh, for for a year I was like oh my god what if we were able to unload Harrison Barnes some of those bad contracts and get Kevin Durant wouldn't that be amazing it's probably not going to happen but wouldn't that be amazing and lo and behold it happened but this is not something that I'd ever considered and it's not something that I think I would consider now That's my pod for the day. You can find my media on Forbes.com. I've also been featured on BleacherReport.com. I'll keep you posted on any new pieces I have coming out. Make sure that you tune in tomorrow because we're going to be previewing both games over the weekend, the Nuggets on Saturday and the 
Sacramento Kings on Friday, and then we're also going to be going down the Reddit hole with Miles. So definitely get pumped for those two games over the weekend, and I'll catch you tomorrow. Stay thoughtful, Hoops Heads. San Jose Sharks hockey is back, and we've got you covered five days a week at Locked On Sharks. I'm Kyle Demetrius. I'm J.D. Young. I'm Eric Fowl. Together, we make sure you're never without your Sharks programming. Will the Sharks make a trade for a right winger? We got you covered. Will Eric Carlson's groin hold up for the entire season? We've got you covered. Whatever happens with Team Teal every day, we've got you covered at Locked On Sharks five days a week on the Locked On Podcast Network. This is Josh Lloyd, the host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast, the number one fantasy basketball podcast in the world. If you're looking for information regarding fantasy basketball, recaps of the NBA, this is the show for you. We are heading into the offseason and starting to get ready for the 2020-2021 fantasy season. We'll have all the information on what happens through the rest of the playoffs, free agency, the NBA draft, and then heading into a big 2021 season. So make sure you're checking out the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast.